All right, so today, 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 we're going to talk about five questions. Again, five questions that you need to answer about your own business if you plan to hit that 10K mark. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Automation Mastery Podcast. This is your host, Justin Morgan of AutomationMastery.net. Here to help you automate your business, master your destiny, and maximize your impact. Let's get into the episode. Let's chat. What's up, coaches and speakers? It's Justin, founder of AutomationMastery.net, here to help you the coach, the speaker that wants to create automated systems that you need to save yourself some time to help you generate more revenue. Look, you're welcome to another episode here to Automation Mastery Podcast. And I got some good stuff here for you today. So if, again, if you are in a space, in a place in your business, your business journey, whether even if you are or are not a coach or a speaker, This really still applies to all. But, of course, I love to have conversations with my fellow stage holders, my fellow coaches. I have a special place in my heart for you all. And so today's questions are really, really important for you. Now, the thing is, the thing is, some of these questions you may have asked, some of these questions you may not even really thought of this way. And so today I want to give you, again, five questions you can ask yourself right now. And I truly believe that if you acted on the answer you give yourself with these five questions, that you'll change the course of your business, you'll change the course of your movement, you'll change the course of your organization. So with all those things said, again, just kind of hammering on that. um, As y'all come in, make sure to tell us who you are, tell us where you're from, tell us what you do. If you watch this on the replay or over on YouTube, same rule applies. You're not exempt. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So I'm curious. I'm always curious. And of course, put hashtag replay if you decided not to be here live for the fun. But again, five make, right? Make or break questions you need to ask yourself in order for you to take your business to the next level. Now, what I want to start doing is maybe asking you all some of these questions. When I get up here for the next collaboration, which is going to be next week, by the way, right? Excited about that one. Got a good guest coming on. We've been talking a little bit, and so I'm excited to bring that person on. I won't even give, like, names or genders. Won't give it away, Um, but great person I have on next week. I'm excited to speak to that person. Um, But before we get, I'm trying to think where I should start asking these folks these questions. So, again, I know I'm holding stuff off. Again, as y'all come in, make sure y'all not quiet. Make sure y'all tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do. All right. So, so go ahead and get to it, Justin. What are the million dollars, I say the $10,000 questions? Okay. What questions do you actually want to ask us? And why are those questions important? Now, um, as I hop in here, I want to make sure I'm good. Okay, so first question, and, and these are in a particular order for a particular reason. It's not any, it's not, there's a reason these questions are in the order they are in, all right? So the first question is, 
Have you truly committed to one thing? That's the first question. Have you truly committed to one thing? Now, what does that mean? There's a couple layers to it. There's one is too often, too often we're busy chasing everything that's good and then we give up the thing that's actually going to be great. Now that sounds cliche, it's the truth. Now here, here's, the, here's the more realistic application to that. Because folks say that all the time, but here's the, here's the real realistic application to that, what it really means. You started your business. You got the grand idea. You got inspired. You got excited. And in the course of that excitement, when you started, you didn't get all the results that you wanted. You didn't get the sales. You didn't get the eyes. Again, you didn't. You lacked at that point in time the grit to continue on, even though you hit some initial losses. And so you told yourself the story. You told yourself was. This is not for me. This is not the business for me. This is not the course for me. This is not the product for me. This is not the mission for me. At some point in time, you told yourself, this is not the thing for me. And so you saw all these other good opportunities out there. Okay. Let me know if like this, this makes sense, right? Let me know if this makes sense. Glad y'all are here too. Let me know if this makes sense. You saw all the things that, again, you, you, you failed at the main thing, right? You failed. You saw all these other good things. And so you started to chase those good things. You started to see the network marketing opportunities. You started to see the get-rich-quick schemes. You started to see the Amazon course, the, the start flipping real estate course, the become a contractor course, whatever the course was. You saw those things, and they looked really good. And so the money became this thing. That you wanted to chase. And so now, after you've done that enough, a few months have passed, and now you've found yourself in like three or four different spaces, and yet in the back of your head, you know, you know that the original reason you started that coaching thing is because there was some trauma, there was some event, there was some tragedy, there was some thing that you went through that you wanted to make sure that no one else experienced. When you started, when you started that thing, you knew there was a life that you wanted to save. That little voice in the back of your head is still saying, Justin, you're, you're doing all these other things. But you really started this out because you wanted to save your family from economic poverty. You started this thing because you wanted to change the course of your family generations, generation after generation. You started this thing because you were tired of the status quo. You were tired of the life that you were living. You were tired of being and doing and having what you had. And that little voice doesn't shut up. That little voice is persistent. It's like that little kid on the playground that follows around and just annoys you to death. That little voice is still there Why you're in all these other spaces trying to make good money. But the problem is, though, as long as you have that little voice, those other opportunities never really flourish because you're still distracted. Still distracted. And because of that, you can't really hit the results that you were meant to have. Keyword, meant to have. 
too many. Again, you may be making good money in these things, but it may not have been the money you were meant to have. And so by chasing these other things that may be making you a few hundred extra bucks a month, you're sabotaging the true work that you were meant to do that not only fulfill you spiritually more than chasing the money and these other things, but also will fulfill your bank account in the long run because by doing the one thing and committing to one thing, you will create the impact that you were meant to create. And by creating the impact you're meant to create, that impact will then pay you back in the value that you give and you will only give out that much value, the one that will hit that first milestone, that value that will get to that 10K, that 100K, that whatever, that a million are trying to hit because you stuck to the one thing you were meant to do. So question, have you committed to the one thing? And are you willing to commit to the one thing and the one thing you were meant to do? So that's first, right? So put in the comments, let me know. I will commit, just I wanna know in the comments, I will commit. If if like Justin, you realize it, I got it, Justin. I will commit go ahead and throw it in the comments i know put in the comments nobody's gonna be it's all right no judging i will commit so let me know okay let me know so that's that's one now once you commit brings up to the second question because when you commit again you're committing to a vision right you're committing to a goal you're committing to a mission and my second question for you is, are you overcomplicating the vision? And to be more specific, are you overcomplicating the path to get to that vision? Now, if somebody works in technology and software and automation, I see this very often. When you're speaking to people, it's like, I need X. I need this complicated system. I need to be super tech savvy. I need to be a master of all software in order to be successful, in order to get this thing done, in order to launch my project, in order to launch my business. I need all these things. And the thing is, you're overcomplicating it. You're overcomplicating the vision. The point you want to reach, that 10,000, that first 5K, that first five figure, whatever that first milestone is, it's a lot simpler to get there than you're making it out to be. And so if you took a step back and said, am I overcomplicating this? Maybe it doesn't require this many steps. Maybe it doesn't require that I have all these different things. Again, I worked in a group and when we went to events, our system at the event that allowed us to sell required maybe two pieces of software. Two, a tech system and a landing page or a calendar place for you to get a book a call right there on spot at the event. And sometimes it was just one. It was just a text messaging system. Because once we got the text message, we could reach back out to you, set a time and converse with you right there on the spot. So sometimes you really are overcomplicating the path that gets you to the vision. And this is more than just business. This is an everyday scenario. We often have this tendency to overcomplicate stuff. 
So are you overcomplicating it? Now, once you've gotten over that thing, because I, I realize like it's not easy. It's not easy to do. Once you overcomplicate that thing, this idea that you're overcomplicating it is you you figured out, hey, I want to commit to this one thing. And then stop overcomplicating your vision. Now it's a little more simple. Now you got your vision. Now you have to figure out, okay, who do I deliver this business to? So the next question when you think about that is, how many people are in my room? How many people are in my room? Now I know, literally, I'm the only one in this room right here. But when I say room, I'm talking about the space, right? I'm talking about the space that you play in your business. And there's two ways, right? There's the side of, you know, you could be in a room where there is no other people in it, which is bad by itself, which means that you have a business and a, and a, and a vision and a commitment to people that don't exist, that don't need you. And then there's the other result that often happens is you're in a room with other people that are shouting as loud as you. Now, if you've, you've ever been to, you've ever watched like the old school movies or you ever gone to, not even really old school, it's, it's current. But if you go to someplace that has a market, right? And there's a bunch of people selling. Everybody's shouting, right? You've seen the scene. Everybody, every, every person, every vendor is shouting to buy my stuff, buy things on sale. Everybody's shouting at the same time. It becomes this big noise, this big mess. It's, just, it's a lot. And it's hard to be heard. And it's you're loud, you're you're literally yelling to the point where you lose your voice. Like there's no other option. And so that is often the room that coaches end up in. Okay? So you end up in this room with all these other coaches, all these other speakers that are coaching and speaking about the same thing. And it becomes a challenge in order to be heard. And so a reason that you're not winning is because you're in a room full of other people that are trying to shout as loud as you. And you've yet to identify the room, the space, the place that you are meant to be in that had all of your people in it. The point where you are one of few that are shouting and there's a plenty of people available, available to you that are listening. This comes down to picking the right group of folks, delivering the right product, delivering the right program, and servicing the right people. So that's the third question. And that's the third question. Are you in the right room? Number four. I like this one. Are you taking the 401k approach? Like, What does that mean, Justin? Taking the 401k approach. Right? Like that. That's. I don't understand that. That doesn't, doesn't make sense, Justin. I don't, I don't get that. Listen, so when I talk about the 401k approach, many of us look at business as this, this series of opportunities we either win or we lose. We either get paid or we don't. So we have to understand that everything we do in the day, by the day, is an investment. Now, some of those investments are bad. <laughs> which is the point I'm saying is taking a 401k approach. And the 401k is, is unique because the 401k is a long-term approach. It is, I want to invest now to reap the benefits later. It's not like I invest now, I reap now. 
And so you have to take a look at all parts of your business and every activity you make and look at it as an investment. When you start doing that, you start treating everything differently. You treat your interactions differently. You treat how you spend your time differently. You, you figure out how which tasks are more important or not. Again, case in point, right? So again, I just launched my ads like last week. And so when I write down everything in this, this book I have here, other times there are things I don't get to. And so sometimes when it gets to the end of the night, end of the day, or if I'm about to leave and, you know, I got to get ready to do, do um, you know, spend time with the family. And I only have time to do but so many things. Sometimes I have to look at the list and say, well, this thing won't make me money. This thing will make me money tomorrow. This thing will pay me over and over again if I focus on this thing. And so I end up doing the thing that will end up paying me over and over because it is the best investment of my time. Now, I say this because too many people, right, too many people are focusing on doing things that are like you focus on creating and doing things that create noise. They're, they're poetic. They mimic the other next thing, but they aren't the relevant investment for you. And oftentimes that goes with the first question, which is making sure you're committing to one thing. Because again, if you aren't in the right area consistently, then you aren't investing in the right place. And investing works out best when you're consistently doing it. And so when you start to stop looking at your business as this one-time transactional thing, you stop looking at your messaging and your contacts and your your posting and your engagement as one-time things. And again, you look at the bigger picture, you become more strategic and you see it as an investment. The comment I make today is an investment. Me messaging this person today is an investment. Me just getting, having a random follow-up call with someone is an investment, right? Sending an email is an investment. All those things are investing in a relationship, is investing in a chance for folks to know, like, and trust you, is investing in a chance for you to make some money off those things later or continually into the future. It's an investment. So you need to take a look back, audit your time, and see, Am I taking a 401k approach? And am I truly looking at different ways I can strategically invest in my business? And then lastly, the last question, final one that I have for y'all, final one, last question. Do you own a system or are you stuck in one? Do you Look, do you own a system or are you stuck in one? What does that even mean? What does it even mean? So I play football, right? So I played football in college. And we had this school that, so if y'all don't know, somebody, they call plays at the, you know, when you go up to the line, you call plays in football, and you know, they walk up and they're going, blue 42 and all that stuff. I know folks make fun of those things, but some of those things actually mean things. And so we got ready for this game with this team that wasn't that great. We weren't that great either, but this other team wasn't that great either, okay? 
And so we were trying to figure out how to beat them. We wanted confidence. And somebody emailed us their system, right? They emailed us their play calling from the line. And so we spent a bunch of time trying to understand their system. And it gets to the time where it comes to play. And we play a heck of it's a heck of a game, y'all. Heck of a game. And I remember being out there and hearing them calling the calls that were part of the system. At the end of the day, we were right. Like whoever sent us this tip, bravo to them. At the end of the day, we lost. We lost. Yeah. Yeah, we sucked enough where we still lost. Somehow. We got the code book, we still lost. Now, I know why we lost. It's because we spent all of our time, all of our energy, and all of our effort trying to learn their system. And instead of taking true ownership of ours, perfecting our system, our play calls, our principles, our strategies, we didn't take the time to perfect our system because we were too busy in theirs. Mentally, we were stuck in their system. Most of us, again, this even to the broader just look at society. Most of us have problems with some facet of society. And instead of going and creating your own thing, creating your own school, creating your own neighborhoods, creating your own justice system. I know that's a whole other conversation, but it's relevant. We worry about their system. And we feel stuck in it. And so instead of being stuck in somebody else's system that they pitched you through an ad, stuck in someone else's system that they, they convinced you that this Forex thing was the thing to do, stuck in some other system where somebody convinced you that you need to build this seven person downline and that was the way to wealth, take time to evaluate a system that fits you, that fits who you are, that fits what you do. That fits your life, your reality, what you want to accomplish. Fix and spend your time fixing the system that you want to have, you want to own. And when you own, truly own, I don't mean just you've adapted someone else's. And that's fine. It's fine to learn someone else's system. We teach systems to our clients. At some point, I want you to own it. It's you. It's your system. It's how you operate. And by doing that and taking that ownership, you free yourself. Everything has a system. I don't care where you are in the world, what you're doing, whether you're sitting, standing, picking your nose. I don't care. Watching TV. Everything runs off a system. And so that is the very core principle of life in general. And so if you have not, if you do not, if you have, like, if you just aren't understanding, you're not there yet. You must, you must, you must own your own system. If you ever plan on hitting 10K, 100K, a million, you want to own a mansion, I don't care. There has to be a system that allows you to get to that point. So you have to ask yourself, do you own a system? Are you stuck in one? And if you are stuck in one, is it even a good one? 
Just a thought. Again, those are the five questions you need to ask yourself if you are ready, if you are willing, if you want to hit a new milestone, if you want to get to that 10K level, if you want to bring in consistent revenue, heck, if you want to bring in consistent health, well, all that stuff. At the end of the day, it comes down to those five questions. Five questions. It's the difference. So make sure y'all share those questions with somebody. Somebody do me a favor. And whether you watch this on the replay, go back and just post those in the comments. I would truly appreciate you. And for the person that does, I reward initiative. So for the person that does, I may have to hook you up. Anyway, um, I appreciate y'all. Share this with a friend, a family member, or a foe because they need this information too. I appreciate you and all that you do. And as usual, treat each day as a building block to a better future. Peace.